this combination of like people commuting more and the rise of wireless headphones really meant that a lot of people were consuming more audio in terms of songs on Spotify and, uh, and podcasts. And then you see Spotify growing so large and the app is like so awesome. And everyone's just using it, you know, over here at least, that I thought that, okay, podcasting is going to be something big. Hello there, Podlover. Welcome to Podlovers Asia with your host, Norman. I'm here to chat with you about the latest in the Asian podcasting scene. And in this episode, we're going to talk about community. To the average podcaster trying to create content for their shows, it's best to hear feedback, comments, and discussion from their followers. But how do you reach your favorite hosts as a listener? And that's when Sidwin Ko of Kyrie.fm comes in with his latest platform. If you don't know what this is, Kyrie is a community building platform for podcasters to connect with their listeners. Each and every episode that gets automatically uploaded to wherever you put your feed in will be pulled by Kyrie, and people can comment and discuss all the content in each and every episode that you post. It's really fascinating because it means that listeners can connect with the hosts intimately and deeply and you can foster a greater intimate relationship with the hosts and it's the same for podcasters you can do the same with listeners as well so it's in beta as of this episode so it's really interesting to see how sidwin or sid in this case is growing a little bit of backstory i saw someone using the Kyrie platform on linkedin and i checked it out because it was pretty interesting it's a way to discuss episodes between listeners which is quite groundbreaking actually it also involves more interaction from the host side so that's a way to build that initial following and make it deeper make the relationship deeper um sid saw this and reached out to me and we had a chat uh, where he wanted to ask me questions about problems that i was facing as a podcaster and i asked well why not we just turn this into a chat on podlovers asia and he said yeah so you will see that this is more of a conversation between what i'm looking for in a community building platform and my questions asking him about uh, building kairi so it's a little bit of a mix between an interview a chat and me getting onboarded <laughs> in this episode i chat with him about how he came onto this journey from developing apps in singapore to making the big leap to go to the US to study and creating Kyrie as a solopreneur with help from fellow podcasters. Without further ado, let's dive into my chat with Sidwin Ko of Kyrie. You, you can go first. That is, um, that is right. I'm trying to remember how I got hold of you. Uh, yeah. Did I say how I got hold of you? Oh no, I'm so sorry. I, I might have to <laughs> It was through Let Twitter. Me- through Twitter, that's right. I think. Oh, yeah. that's right. Did I think you liked a LinkedIn post that was posted yes. by Sheila? She's one of our uh, podcasters that has found good success on Kyrie, and mm. um, I guess you're friends with her. Uh, no, uh, I, no, I do not. I'm not acquainted with her at all. It was a okay. genuine organic uh, feed uh, update. Or- uh, I think <laughs> I I saw I saw a podcaster friend of mine liked her post, and oh no uh, way! She she did a post about um. I think it was uh, leading to the discussions on Kyrie on that specific episode. Gotcha. Uh, oh, gotcha. yeah. It was on, um, it was about James Cridlin. 
from Pod News, and that's right. And I know James, so you know James. Okay, yeah, I, I've 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 met him, and I've, we we keep in contact with each other uh, a little bit once that's in a awesome. while. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, that's yeah, funny. I, I just chatted with uh, James last week. Uh, we're just talking about Kyrie, talking about how we can help his platform grow as well. Mm. I also talked. I just talked to Sheila. I just got off the uh, the video Zoom chat with uh, Sheila as well. Yeah, and we're just talking about Kyrie and you know how she can help out and stuff like that. So it's pretty funny that's come full circle. There's there's James, there's <laughs> you, there's me, there's Sheila. <laughs> so <laughs> we're all talking about them in this chat. I guess I found you through uh, Twitter. I think you mentioned us as well, and then yeah. I just reached out. I was like, hey, you know, would you be interested? Um, and Honestly, it'd be cool for you if you want to onboard to Kyrie at the end of this uh, call. Um, mm. Yeah, so so that's about the brand. How, why I started doing this was because um, I'm a huge podcast consumer myself. I listen to like hours and hours of podcasts. I really like uh, how I built that by Guy mm. Raz. And uh, I like Robin Hood Snacks as well. I'm like a business guy. I like to keep up with the news. So as a listener myself, I always wanted a way to interact with the hosts and there was no good way, right? They would say, reach us, reach out to us on Twitter or comment on our uh, Facebook posts and, or Instagram. But then like sometimes, uh, today I'm actually not very active on Twitter. I should be more. Um, but there's just so many platforms to keep up, but there's not one specifically for podcasts. And I felt like that, that was a missing piece. I noticed in all the different podcasts I listen to, like they always say like, oh, let us know what you think. But no one actually wants to reach out to them. So for a listener, it's hard to know where to reach out to them. Is it email? Is it Twitter? And as a host, it's very hard for them to understand uh, what their listeners are thinking. So that initially was my the problem that I've, I was solving. And it's, it's evolved since then. Um, but what it is today is we're really focused on podcasters, helping them create communities around their podcasts. So let's say a person like you, let's say you want to know uh, how your maybe thousands, hundreds of thousands of listeners uh, think about this latest episode. If you had a way to engage with them, if you had a way to track your growth, that would be pretty awesome, right? If you had yeah. a platform for that. So Kyrie is the missing layer in that piece. I like to think of it as like the post-distribution uh, platform. That means after you set up all your hosting, you've set up your editing, you've set up your distribution of your podcast, where do you go next? Um, how do you grow your community? And that's a missing piece in the podcast ecosystem if you look at it today. There are some companies tackling out there like you have uh, Patreon, obviously, to support podcasters as they build a membership program. Yeah. And Glow is also tackling the same space. And then Anchor is also having that feature. But there's no specific way for a there's no specific platform for a podcast to build and grow their community. So we're trying to fill in that missing gap in the ecosystem. So the niche is specifically podcast shows discussion per episode per per yeah per episode mm -hmm. per show yeah. yeah per episode yeah. So that's what we started off in December, and we've seen pretty good growth. So. We launched over Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving here was about early December 2019. We start, started off with like two podcasts. Uh, these were people that I had found from Reddit in the past. It was like they signed up for the mailing list. That's cool. So they were interested in launching with us. And so we had two podcasts which launched. And then over time, over like actually about five weeks, we've grown to about 43 different podcasts. And this is all through like word of mouth, organic marketing. There's not been much paid advertising or, or me going out there to, to really bring in more podcasters. I haven't really done too much of that. I've been focused a lot on the engineering bits and also yeah. uh, other parts of the business. So 
it's been pretty cool to see that growth. And then now we're trying to think like, what is the next step? What do we do next? Um, that's sort of where I'm at with this, with this company. You honestly don't need any paid marketing because all, all the best way to do like word of mouth for, especially for Kyrie, I think is mm-hmm. screenshots of people's comments and then the host themselves appreciating them by saying thank you. So if there's a way to like yeah. share, like if yeah. I'm the host and then uh, yeah. someone says something amazing or insightful, I'll be like, whoa, share this to Twitter because this person's <laughs> amazing. That'd be pretty cool. But yeah, yeah. it's on the okay. list, uh, sharing a particular comment. Uh, there's a lot of features that we're building. Um, but when I say we're building, it's actually just me. It's so far been me doing most of the engineering and building it from the ground up. But I've been having a pretty good time. You know, when I left uh, my company about four months ago, I didn't expect that to be this much work because there's like all the engineering bits to do plus the marketing bits plus the admin stuff, right? There's mm. just so many different layers and there's so little time in the day and you want to reserve time for like, you know, friends, family, girlfriend and all that stuff. So it's like, there's a lot... There's a lot to think about when it comes to running a company, but it's been pretty fun. It's been pretty fun. Is it an independent project? Like there's no like investments or anything like that? Like so Not far, yet. it's a one person uh, team. There's, uh, so right now it's me and then I have a friend from church. She's helping out with uh, designs and yeah. I have another friend on the East Coast in the US also helping out with uh, some of the business ideas. And Sheila has also been helping quite a bit with, um, you know, just market ideas, where we're going next and brand positioning. I think um, these are the key people that have been helping me so far besides, you know, my usual family and friends. They're very supportive of this? They, they are. Yeah. Okay. Okay. In Singapore and Malaysia, it's like harder to convince your parents to, that you want to step up and do something, <laughs> break away yeah. from the norm. Um, but given that I did this uh, in the past, I think it was a lot easier to, to prove to them that, um, that it, is, it is possible. Like it is possible to break out and do your own thing. I have some interesting stories, which I can share with you later if there's time. Yeah. 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 Up to you. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with anything, really. <laughs> no, but I feel like I'm, 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 ch- I'm talking a lot too. I, I would love to hear more about uh, you as well. Like, is this, is, this, is it just you today that's running Pot Lovers? Is it just it is, one person? It uh, is just me. It is just me. Okay. It is a one-person team. So uh, I am in charge of uh, outreach, editing, marketing, uh, admin, managing the website, um, writing posts, uh, setting up the wow. content marketing strategy for 2020. Um, I'll be going to Thailand in February because there is a media startup conference uh, in Asia. Oh, nice. Where there's quite a few people like... Uh, attending there, like other podcast hosting companies, sorry, other podcast companies and mm-hmm. other networks as well. Uh, Castbox, Google, Facebook, a few mm. uh, people there. So it's like, it's like not only just media, but it's, there's just one branch of podcasting there. So uh, in terms of the space here in Asia, podcasting, it's on the rise uh, quite fast. And okay. people are, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, people recognize the need for hyper niche communities or at least to belong to either a show or e- either a cause or a mission or a show. And if you could put a yeah. face and a voice behind that, then that's even better. That's cool. Yeah, I've been a little disconnected from the Asian podcasting scene besides the uh, Asia Podcast Summit, which I saw. Uh, I signed up, but I, I, I think at a point in time, I didn't, I didn't attend it. Um, mm. I'm just curious from your perspective, how has it grown over the past two years that you've been active in it? Okay, let's see. Two years, two years. Let's see. Or if it's longer than that, like if you know more history, feel free to enlighten me. I'm just trying to think. Probably 
in terms of confirmed information, uh, I can I I know as far back as like 2017. So it's quite hierarchical. So you have a lot of media companies um, that are traditionally broadcasting companies or uh, media companies who are focused, uh, who are already established, uh, that mm-hmm. define what podcasting is at least mm-hmm. in Malaysia. And then as I reached out to other countries, it is quite similar in that way uh, from mm-hmm. 2017 to 2018. And now from 2019 onwards, there has been a greater push for the medium because of the financial implications, as in predictions mm-hmm. where the, it, the, the industry entirely would be $1 billion by like 2021. Yeah, I forgot yeah. which research lab uh, predicted that, I, but I, I remember that. everyone saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there was that, that big number, right? So obviously there's a lot of money, right? The entirety yep. of Asia is like, oh, we got to get into this. So, but um, media companies who are testing out the medium, they focus on converting their broadcasted radio content into podcasts. So I call those mm-hmm. broadcasts as in it's just catch-up radio, as in it's downloadable radio uh, that, that has been yep. pod- broadcasted and it's brought out. So mm-hmm. yes, that is a format, but it's not the only format. It's just that right. since the awareness stage is still lacking or it's still in its infancy stage, people assume here at least that podcasting is just that. So mm-hmm. 2019 is when you have you have the summit uh, you have this conference coming up and mm-hmm. um, you have more and more independent networks as well as mm. independent podcasters themselves. So there is one Malaysian podcast network here that is okay. uh, trying, t- basically looking at Gimlet as inspiration. And uh, there's a Malay one as well. Um, okay. in Singapore. What are the names, if you don't mind me asking? So one is uh, Renegade Radio. That is one. Renegade Radio. Okay. I think the one in Bahasa Malaysia is called ons.co. It's like onzz.co. I, I haven't reached out to them yet, so I'll, I'll uh-huh. probably see what's their take. Um, okay. uh, at the same time, there was this event called Radio Days Asia that happened uh, in Malaysia last yeah. year. That's, where, okay. that's when I met James. Um, uh. It is a broadcast radio and podcast event. And uh, there are other podcast companies tapping into mm-hmm. the market. They, they got a table and they're telling people about podcasts. Uh, so there's this Australian company called Wushka that came in and okay. I got to talk to them and they're pretty great guys. Uh, I mm. recorded an episode with them. So that episode's about to be out soon, probably next week. Oh, awesome. <laughs> awesome. And That's pretty cool. Yeah. So they, yeah. they see the the possibilities or the benefits of tapping into the market here early. From discussions mm-hmm. with other podcasters here, a lot of them focus on the the need to look outwards for everything podcasting related. And mm-hmm. the need to push people towards more internal sources of entertainment or shows, uh, etc. Yeah. And one of those is creating a unique voice that can only be found in Asia whenever you create a show here. As in, uh, instead of having a radio voice where you just sound more American when you're starting a show, mm-hmm. you yeah. you know sound more Malaysian or if like Singapore, you talk you faster, right? Voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you gotta change. You, you gotta code switch yeah. a bit to make it more local. Um, yeah, That's or right. create content that is much more relatable. And that way, people will look inwards and see that, oh, podcasting is much more than just radio. It is audio consumed in your own unique way. Uh, Mm. And as you are a heavy consumer yourself, you know that the shows that you listen to define you, like define your attention, define what you're learning, define what you would love to assign your routine to. And like it will affect your routine to that point. So people are learning that now. So I I, yeah. I agree. I mean, like, if you remember when Uber and Grab were in Malaysia and Singapore, right? 
Yeah, a lot of people use Grab because it just spoke to them. They use more local language, whereas Uber just felt like they copied the American model and tried to copy paste it into Asia, which didn't work. Which is very surprising the way it turned、yeah. out. But I just thought about that when you were mentioning that when you when when a lot of these studios are creating local content to serve the needs of the the locals. Yeah, I have a strange theory that. There's something interesting happens outside of Asia, and it comes into、mm-hmm. Asia, and then creators within Asia respond with their own twist on it to capture、mm-hmm. greater market share within Asia. I have a feeling it, it's more like that. I, I, I have a, I have a prediction that、yeah. that might come up、uh, in yeah, the near future. So, like the locals are sort of taking the idea and morphing it into their local interpretation of、yeah. of the idea. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Yeah,、huh. and yeah.、Uh, that's that's pretty much up to it until now. Twenty、uh, twenty, more and more. So the big ones are、uh, networks because、yep. indies want to band together,、um, independent newsrooms and media companies because they like、mm-hmm. to do alternative forms of journalism. So、yep. they use audio to showcase that, and also media companies who are starting their own formal podcasting branch, creating their own content that way. So gotcha. Yeah, yeah. We see the same here in the U.S. I mean, for the companies that I've been looking at, for instance, I I don't actually I, I don't know if I can say their name, but there's a lot of like <laughs> medium-sized startups like Series B, Series C. They've raised like fifty to a hundred million dollars in funding. They're looking at developing their own podcast brand to speak to their subset of consumers, which is very、oh, interesting、wow. because they're creating like a vertical within a vertical. I, I feel like podcasting today is really A vertical itself, and they're creating an even more niche subset of that industry. Oh, I would love to see that here as well.、Uh, it's yeah, it's fascinating to see that there's a lot of grants and support、uh, on that side.、Um, I think it would catch on for sure in Asia, where there's more people, there's more ears, right? Like you look、yeah. at China with、uh, Simalaya, they're like doing so well by selling all that audio content. I I think I think A16Z wrote up a very. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, article is called "The State of the Podcasting Ecosystem in 2019." Not、it's、just the one on A16Z. Oh yeah, I only listened to their show. It's been quite a while since、oh, I've read their stuff. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll send it to you after this. But they compared、okay. the Western world versus the Eastern world, mostly focused in China and how it's very different. And how in like in China, you could basically buy audio content,、uh, and that's not that's not really a thing in the West. So we're tackling this the same industry, but it's. Uh, diversified into two different, broken up into two different solutions. One of them is like you pay for audio, you pay to learn. That's how they they market it in the、yeah. east, and then in the west, as you pay for a premium feed, which is catching on slowly. It's not it's not as fast as it is in China. Yeah, I, I've always been very fascinated about that 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 China model where you have、uh, pays you learn or pays you go、uh, audio content.、Yeah. It's quite interesting. It's like.、Yeah. Uh, It's a bit like renting a movie or purchasing like a like a series, but every episode、right. you have to pay something. I don't know why it works. Is there? Yeah, there, there <laughs> there's actually but,、yeah. so there's actually a book app. I forgot which one. It might be even Simalaya itself.、Um, mm. There's an app in China that basically lets you read like half the book for free. The first half is free, but if you want、oh. to know what happens at the end, then you have to pay、uh, oh. to, to read the rest of it. So it's really good because, like over here, if you want to test a book, I mean, in the US, I, I know of the US more because I'm here,、um, but I, I would have to maybe try to borrow it from the library or look at the ten-page sample online. I、yeah. don't know if there's a good way to really read the book end to end for free if it's not offered as a, like a free ebook. 
you know. Yeah, or like it's twisted away from um, like an article on somewhere because there are mm-hmm. some articles that that they go viral and it becomes like a book deal or something like that. I've seen a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, let's see. I guess you had a few questions. You were like, oh, how did I go from developer to selling my education platform? Which I yeah. guess you found out from my LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I just had a quick look. And I, I, was, yeah. I was curious. You went from developing to, I believe, learning, e-learning. And mm. you it's quite a jump to community building and podcasting. So yeah. I was just curious what what made, what compelled you to make the jump? Yeah, that's a good question. So I guess, um, so I went to school in Singapore and I spent a lot of time there going up and doing NS. In my high school days, I remember learning how to code, but I was a very bad student. I remember me and a few friends, we actually didn't uh, do very well in computer science class. We, we signed up for it because we we're interested in computers, but we uh, didn't do very well. And so what we ended <laughs> up doing was cheating on tests and it's like, when it's not looking, uh, and there's a mirror for her to see the, the computers on our, um, what we're looking at. But we basically just copied the code from one computer to the other. And then if you know coding, basically what we did was just to change the name of the variables, which we thought we were so smart at, right? Like, oh, we changed the code. It's not going to, we're not going to get found out. But obviously the same logic still there. The algorithm is still there. It runs through the same, same process, right? So we got caught and uh, <laughs> I was like, oh man, I guess I'm not a very good student. Uh, but I still really loved computers. So when I was in uh, J2, which, went, which is when I was 18, I started to go out there to see what I could do. And I had a friend who was teaching people how to build iOS apps. And he was making a good chunk of money. So I was like, huh, maybe I'll go do the same thing. So I signed up uh, without knowing how to build an iOS app. This was 2010. I think it was iPhone 3G or maybe 2G had just been released, right? Uh, my high school was a little different. We didn't do the A-levels like in most schools in Singapore and Malaysia. We did the APs, which are the U.S. exams. And so after the APs ended, uh, I remember that my first class was bound to start in like two weeks after the exams ended. And so I just spent that whole two weeks cramming knowledge from like iTunes University, learning how to uh. code an iPhone app. And uh, while all my friends were partying, right, because they had finished their exams. And so I remember going to the class and and just presenting the, the topic that I had just learned two weeks ago. And everyone thought I knew it really well, but they didn't see the watermark at the bottom right that said like Stanford University. I, teach, I, teach you. <laughs> I literally copied the entire content into the, the slides that I made. Um, so that's how I started out. Uh, and then I realized I enjoyed talking. I enjoyed teaching people and I wasn't really afraid of being on stage or like, you know, even like a mini platform. So this grew organically in Singapore, like there were a lot of people who signed up after a while, just through word of mouth again, actually through social media as well. And I saw it very rapidly developing into a company because like I was 18 and 19, I didn't really need the money, right? So I reinvested all the money back into the company and started renting out a space. You've probably been to, to Singapore, right? So yeah, you I know have, Orchard yeah. Road. So the start yes. of Orchard Road is uh, Tanglin. And I was like, oh, wow, there's like a cheap spot there. It's close to the central business district, CBD. So I rented a spot there and people just started coming because I couldn't keep up all the teaching because I was also doing NS at the same time. I had to hire my friends and hire other people to come teach. At one point, I think we had taught about, um, we had about 15 trainers teaching over close to a thousand students, right? Each class is maybe like 10 people. So this grew really organically 
And then I remember in about 2013, a few years after I ran the company, it, it was doing really well as a tech education company because not, not only were we teaching iOS, we're teaching like Android, we're teaching Adobe, we're teaching uh, some special effects uh, software. I got to a point where I also had to go to college because I was 20, I was 21, I think. And I got into like a few universities, including Berkeley, which I went to. And it came to a point where like I had to make a decision on do I choose the business or do I choose going to college? And I think a lot of people have different views on this. But eventually what it came down to me was that, you know, I could build a company anytime in my life, but mm. you could only go to college one time in your life. So I chose to go to college and I handed off the company to two of my best friends uh, who helped to run the company when I was away. Over time, definitely the, the company plateaued in terms of uh, demand. But it's also because I, I wasn't there to like, you know, look over it. So I sold it in 2015 and focused on my studies and work. And then I was like, okay, I know I'll start a company again sometime in the future. And today that's, that's evolved, like, which is the story I've been telling you. It's, it's Kyrie today and I'm very excited to do it. Um, the reason why I jumped into podcasting was because I saw, uh, like, like the iPhone trend when I started that company, I noticed that if you ride the trend and you get off at the right time, there's usually a lot of things going for you. Basically, you know, you have a lot of interest from, from you have a lot of demand. Basically, you have a lot of demand and people who want to use your platform or use your company's products. And so I wanted to do the same thing again. I saw podcasting spiking and I was telling everyone around me, it's like, hey, it's spiking, but no one sort of believed me. But I said, okay, I got to jump, make the leap, leap of faith. And, I, and so I jumped. So that's why I'm here today. Left my job a few months ago. It is a scary world, but I'm having a lot more fun doing it by myself. I mean, doing something that I feel like putting in an extra hour every day translates to, you, translates to a lot more fruit as opposed to like a nine to five job. Yeah. So that's kind of my story. Sorry, it took like a few minutes there. No, no it's okay. It's okay. It was pretty fascinating. Uh, just to clarify for our listener, NS is national service. So in Singapore, well, cl- correct me if I'm wrong. So in Singapore, you are, you have to go through a mm-hmm. mandatory two-year national service uh, to go through basic military training, and depending on the the specialty or the the, mm-hmm. yeah, the regiment yeah, that you're like part the, of, uh, like if you're an OCS or like if you're an officer cadet school or if you're doing a different thing, but basically two years in the army. Uh, yeah. So. Props to you yeah. for being two years in the army <laughs> while uh, running a company teaching people about building apps. And, and now you're into this into community building yeah, for podcasting. Yeah, yeah. You've, you've told people around you that podcasting is uh, on the rise and not many people believed. And now you're doing this, uh, this one person company on your own uh, with help mm-hmm. from others, of course. Mm-hmm. What were some of those thoughts that you were trying to share with other people? Like, what were some of your predictions in terms of podcasting as it will come in for the next few years? Because it'll be quite interesting to see that. Yeah. Were you were you trying to build Kyrie in response to like an itch that you had for yourself, or were you building it because you had this like sudden theory that people will want to talk to the hosts per episode, like after each episode? That's a, that's a great question. I think mm. it's a combination of an itch and also my observations. I feel that if you sort of like take time to observe the world around you and see what's going on, like observe the trends, right? For instance, in North America, a lot of real estate is getting more expensive, especially in cities. That's because yeah. people are moving to cities for, uh, for higher salaries, right? Um, so you have people who are commuting in from like maybe one and a half to two hours away uh, just to take this really high paying job. 
And what I noticed was, because I also commuted to my job, it was about 45 minutes each way, was that people were just plugging in their headphones. Also, it happens to be the rise of the wireless headphones, right? Yes. The AirPods came out, everyone is using it. You, you go to the gym, everyone's using it too. And I just noticed that these, this combination of like people commuting more and the rise of wireless headphones really meant that a lot of people were consuming more audio in terms of songs on Spotify and, uh, and podcasts. And then you see Spotify growing so large and the app is like so awesome. And everyone's just using it, you know, over here at least that I thought that, okay, podcasting is going to be something big. So I started talking to some of my friends, like they were like, they were passive consumers. They didn't really listen to a lot of podcasts, but I could tell that there were more and more people venturing into the audio space. And so it was sort of a hunch. And this was before like I read any articles online. And then I think a lot more research was done in 2019 that sort of pushed me towards leaving my job and and taking the leap of faith to work on something that I think would be big in the next few years. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you're yeah. Are you on this full time now, right? Like I'm on this uh, full time now. Yeah. 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 Oof. It's it's a lot of hours per week, but I think if you really enjoy what you do, I would say that I'm learning more now than when I was at my desk job, even though it's a different set of demands. I'm just yeah, I'm just learning a lot more now, both technically and personally, like my personal growth. I've I've seen that I've grown a lot in the past few months. That does remind me of like a tweet I saw a while ago where uh, companies pay you to limit your growth. Where yeah. if you, yeah, where if you do try to do something on your own, it, you, you grow yeah. so much more and the rewards are much yeah. greater. But, Correct. Huh. Um, I think over here, a lot of people look at it this way because in Silicon Valley, there's a lot of money flying around, right? And you have all yeah. these IPOs, Lyft was one of them. And so we have this concept called the golden handcuffs. I'm not sure if you heard of it. No, but essentially, I... you're paid a lot to stay at a company. Um, and this could be in the hundreds of thousands per year before the government takes their cut. So yeah. literally golden handcuffs because you're there for the vesting period of like four years. Uh, okay, um, okay. And so a lot of people wanted to stay and not and not leave for that for that reason. You know, they're like, oh, I don't want to take the risk because I'm getting paid so much here and not doing much. But to me, I was like, well, I feel like I'm still young. I'm 28 this year, 2020. Uh, so it's like, there's still so much ahead of me. I don't really want to live comfortably today. I feel like investing in my future today makes a lot more sense. And that's why, that's why you know, I really quit and started this. <laughs> yeah. Just realized we're nearly the same age. <laughs> Just oh, that. really? Yeah, yeah, I actually yeah. wanted to hear a little bit more about your background too. I know we've gone through so much of mine. Uh, maybe you could tell yeah, yeah. me a little bit more about yours. Um, I, I'm Malaysian. I'm indigenous. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm from Borneo. Uh, we are oh, from okay. the, yeah, we're from the Iban tribe. Nice. Uh, moved to, I moved to Holland when I was 10. I was there for like five and a half years. Uh, came back to KL for a while, then moved wow. to, moved to Australia um, so I can code switch. My accents change depending on who I talk to. Uh, I was there for uni and I went to Japan, uh, studied yeah. there for a year so I could speak Japanese as well wow. um, and other languages. Wow. And then I, and then I came back to Malaysia to start working. So that's, that's pretty much uh, my background. Like my, my interests range from like self-development to philanthropy, to fintech, to tech and startups, to podcasting. So even the shows that I listen to are, they range yeah. quite a lot. So like business ones to like fiction ones to, it just gotcha. depends on my mood really. Gotcha. So, so this yeah. Pot Lovers Asia is, is your full-time job today, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you, sorry. I, I, do you monetize from the podcast? How do you, how do you plan to like, you know, earn a living? There isn't any proper plans for monetization yet. Um, the plan mm-hmm. is 
there's the big three. So the plan is if you have the show itself, the show and the website, the big three are the directory. So I'm trying to build a directory of Asian podcasts mm-hmm. and players who are trying to be, who are trying to tap into the Asian market. So like hosting companies or tools, yeah. resources, etc. So a directory. One is, another one is the community. So uh, mm-hmm. I am trying to build like a place where sort of like a Quora, but for people who like podcasts. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I have a service, but I still need to build that. Uh, and then the third one is a newsletter because I want to keep uh, people up to date as to what is happening across Asia. Even if it's small, even if it's large, um, a little bit of global news, a little bit of uh, local news, a little bit of highlights yeah. on specific shows that are from Asia and things like that. Uh, people yeah. are trying to find uh, ways to have tangible data on who are interested in podcasting in Asia. Yeah, And it's uh, very difficult to find a, someone who can aggregate that. So I'm trying to aggregate all that myself. Uh, but that's a good, that's I'm a good starting idea. to realize that uh, doing that as one person is quite, <laughs> quite hard. Insane. So l- let me help you out. We could take over your community aspect for you by, <laughs> by onboarding your podcast and doing all the heavy lifting for you. By um, every, every time you release an episode, we'll have discussions and then you can easily send that out on your social media for people to discuss. So it's worked well for uh, quite a few of our podcasts. And, you know, I, I don't know if you might find that useful. Um, on, on newsletter, have you talked to, I realized, have you seen Hot Pod itself? The newsletter? I know Hot Pod. Yeah, I, I subscribe. Yeah. yeah. I think he's Malaysian. Nick he is Kwa. Malaysian. Yeah. Do yeah. You know he's him from KL. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it just seemed pretty cool that he's also Malaysian. I thought I'm, I thought you might know him. Uh, I reached out to him before, but he never got back to me. So no, he never he replied. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he never. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, he, he has his own uh, bubble in New York. Uh, I think so. He's just focusing on that, so it's fine. That makes sense. Yeah, I think uh, what you're doing seems pretty cool. You could definitely monetize from the community and newsletter uh, directory. I. I think you can. Uh, I just don't know anyone else who's done it before. Maybe you already know. Uh, but it definitely makes sense once you have a community and a following that you can easily send out a newsletter to. Um, yeah, I think that that would be that would be fantastic. And that's something that we're trying to do here at Kyrie too. Once you have once you have built up a commu- community, we will give you the tools to engage by sending them newsletters or DMs, uh, announcements, polls, events, and all that stuff. Yeah. Are there ways to? Is there anything in like the roadmap for? discussing beyond just the episode so for example if i if someone subscribes to me on Kyrie and mm-hmm. outside of the episodes themselves yep. i just yep. post like a question like hey what do you think about you yep. know spotify's recent news or something like that mm-hmm. uh, you you could do it today if you click a new discussion i think you have to be signed up signed up and yeah, signed okay. in uh, if you're signed in you'll be able to see that and then any discussion that's not tied to the episode is just like a general discussion. You could have any topic uh, and we don't really filter for that. So you could have anything and you can attach YouTube videos, whatever you need to, to that discussion. And I th- how about uh, yeah, multiple accounts? How about multiple shows? Like if I have multiple shows? Yeah, yeah, it's easy for us. We just need your name of your podcast. We'll, we'll take over all the RSS feed from there. So literally oh, we don't okay. want the podcast to spend any time uh, besides engaging the users uh, through discussions. Um, yeah. So what we're going to do is help you with your social media as well. That's the next step actually, uh, since you asked about uh, roadmap features. Yeah, um, yeah. What we're, and I would love to hear your opinion on this too. Is, sure. Um, is that we find that when through through my research, uh, we find that there's a lot of uh, podcasters who don't really manage their social media well. Mm. And if you look at statistics, 94% of podcast listeners are very active on social media. Uh, we don't know what percentage of them take their recommendations from there, 
but we suspect it's a very high percentage. So uh, what we want to do is help out podcasters who don't do their social media feeds very well. We help them automate it. So that means when, whenever you post a new episode, we'll send you a link for you to easily tweet out or easily post on your Facebook or LinkedIn and then invite them to the discussion to discuss more about your episode. You could have this manually. That means we'll send you a reminder every time you release a new episode, say weekly, or we could do this automatically for you by rotating through a few different grammar structures so it doesn't look too robotic. So um, that's something that we're thinking about as well. And I just wanted to get your feedback. Do you think that's something you might use or might not use? That is... That is pretty good. If I could at least automate the releases online to say like, hey, a new episode came out, you can discuss it here. Mm -hmm. Uh, That would be pretty fantastic. Um, I'm trying to think if there's a way to... Do you host on Anchor? Where where do you host on? uh, Captivate. Oh, Captivate. That's right. So your uh, iframe. Um, So essentially, you don't have to do any work at all. You just sign up for Kyrie. And then we do all the heavy lifting. So that means as soon as we know that you post a new episode, because we scan the RSS feeds, we'll do the posting for you and invite them in. We'll give you the insights and also give you the provide you the tools to engage your audience with. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's sort of something we're involving into uh, over the past few weeks. That's actually very exciting because if if you're making it a lot seamless for a lot more seamless for me to reach mm-hmm. out to listeners to say, hey, I just had this episode with this person. Uh, what do you think? Blah, blah, blah. And to mm-hmm. immediately immediately blast that out to Twitter or Facebook or mm-hmm. whichever. Um, and your email fantastic. as well. Like, uh, it'll automatically send an email to all your uh, subscribers to that community. So anyone who's liked that community, we have their email on file because they've subscribed. Oh, okay. Is that all in-house or will that be integrated with like other mailing apps? Initially, it's all in-house. So uh, okay. that's one way we get podcasters to come back to the platform to engage I with see, the listeners. Oh, that does make but sense. Yeah, yeah. It could be a future feature, future premium feature where um, you know podcasters would, would pay for that. Okay. Mm. Yeah. To be exported. I mean, pay for that to be exported. Wow, you're turning into like an all-in-one uh, engagement platform, which is like... <laughs> it is. It wow. is. It's kind of scary because, uh, yeah, there's a few competitors out there who do that and we want to also make it podcast specific initially right mm. we want to focus on podcasters and provide them the tools because we know that this is a problem that needs to be solved and just no one's tackling that today yeah all right uh i don't want to take too much of your time it's uh no already yeah no worries i just have to go my... pick my uh, nephew or, or niece from the from the house so by okay. like 15 minutes but it's fine don't worry i can i can get there in time um but yeah, oh, this is a really good speed up chat. on the road. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to walk. I don't even yeah. own a car in San Francisco because oh, okay, okay. it's so oh, expensive. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a great chat. I mean, I'm happy to, if you're interested, uh, we could onboard your podcast easily. Let me know if you're interested. Yeah, um, sure, sure. I'll do it after. Okay. Let's yeah. Just... If you just want to sign up on the main site. And then for those who are listening, uh, if you want to go to kyrie.fm, which is like K-Y-R-I-E.fm, if you sign up there, we can uh, add you to the beta. All right. And I'll add your uh, social media links as well. I never asked yeah. you actually. How do you say your name? Is it Sidwin? It's right. Sidwin. Sidwin. Yeah. Sidwin. Yeah, okay. Sidwin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I go. never. Asked, I never asked you how to pronounce no, no, it. No, okay. okay. You can call, okay, call okay. me Sid too. It's it's all it's all cool. Okay. So yeah. Sidwin and Sid. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 I have one uh, question to close uh, okay. this chat with. Just thought. Uh, mm-hmm. maybe you might have something to think about um, what would you like to see more of in the Asian podcasting scene just you mm. as 
not only as Kyrie but as as Sid. I think I think first of all, what you're doing is great. Like highlighting a lot of different creators. And I was listening to your previous episodes on uh, I think it was a music composer as well, right? Ah, uh, Russell, great Russell, guy. That's right. <laughs> um, I would like to see more focus outside of North America. So I don't I don't know if this answers your question, but I feel yeah. like a lot of the content uh, today and all the platforms that surround it are very specific to North America. And I haven't grown up in Asia. I feel like we could do better in terms of content. Like localizing content, I think it's a good first step. Um, having more Asian creators and a community for them to bond is important. Uh, and I know you're building that. So I think, I think that's actually really hits the nail on the head. Mm. Uh, because I was talking to another friend. He's a Singaporean podcaster. And he's saying that it's so hard. Like no one really knows about it. So if we can build a community of Asian podcasters that could sort of bring up the awareness of podcasting in Asia, I think that would be exciting in 2020. Who's, I hope who's that the, answers the question. Yeah, uh, it does actually. Yeah, uh, who's who's the friend, by the way? Maybe it's someone I know. Maybe not. Yeah, it's going to be embarrassing if I forgot his name on this <laughs> show. But I will send you his name right after this. Okay. Okay. I, I just met up with him. I. I. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I'm very bad with names. I'm it's okay. It's names, okay. But uh, yeah, because uh, Singapore has a podcast SG Facebook group, and uh, they all. That's right. They all yeah, know each other. I mean, like, if you know yeah. one podcaster there, you know all of them because they're all very, I, very. Yeah. It's like a brotherhood and sisterhood. Let uh, me look it up right now. He's an Indian Indian guy. Um, oh, Rindo? What's his name? No. no uh, another one. But I'm also in that group, and uh, he's going to be very sad that I forgot <laughs> his name on this podcast. Just don't, just don't show him this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to post your episode all over social media. Um, let me see. It'll take less than a minute. Oh, Rovic. Rovic. Mm, okay. Yeah. I don't think I have met. Yeah, he also runs Aerobic. his own. Uh, and I, actually, I should introduce you to him. Uh, he, yeah, he's been in podcast SG for a while, and he does. I think SG explained that podcast. Ah, okay. Yeah, he's back in Singapore, so I should I should introduce you to him over email if you can remind me that. I'm gonna, yeah, I'll, I'll write it down. I'll write it down. Okay, okay. sounds good. SG sounds good. Explained. Yeah, I hope that answers your question. Um, yeah. I do have to run, so. Yeah, but no it was worries. very nice chatting with you. I think it turned out to be a lot more fun. I mean, I, <laughs> I, yeah, I just this is my first interview, so it's okay. Um, it's okay. Well, that's the first. For, it's the first for everything, and and really, yeah. it's less of an interview and more more of a chat because, yeah, and like we both love podcasts, so it's yeah. honestly it's just yeah, different ways to true. articulate the fact that we freaking love listening to shows yeah. and stuff. So yeah, it's okay. Yeah, um, man. Totally. Let me know. Let me know if you need any help or if you want to. Want me to introduce uh, people to you, or if you want to reach out to someone, maybe you might ask me to see if I can give you like a warm intro or something. Yeah. Um, In fact, like maybe the three podcasters that you're closest to, I think that would really help. We do a lot of uh, user research by talking to them every. I try to talk to a few podcasters every week and just making sure we're on the right track and not mindlessly building something. So if you have okay. um, maybe like top three friends who are podcasters, that'll be great if you could email intro um, me to them. Um, I could write up an intro for you too. That would be very helpful. Okay, fantastic. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have a few yeah. names as well. So uh, I'll ask you, I'll let you know later on. Okay. Thanks okay. Uh, for the yeah, chat. Yeah, thanks, Norman. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a good day ahead. It's yeah. uh, 6 p.m. here, so got to run soon. All right. Okay, thanks. Okay, take care, Norman. Bye-bye. And that's it. If you want to check out more on Kyrie, you can check out Kyrie.fm, and I will link the website as well as other interesting links and 
you know, stuff that we talked about in the episode in the show notes right below. Sidwin himself can be contacted via Twitter or LinkedIn, or you can just find out uh, Sid's email, which I will also put in the show notes below. And you can email him about anything and everything podcasting, as well as community building in a podcast. I really enjoyed this chat. And I think that community building is one aspect that is still undervalued and underrated uh, for the average podcaster. And there's a limit to how much interaction that we can get from just social media. You want to build a home or a place of belonging for your listeners who are spending their routines and their times listening to your show. Like you are, they are passively integrating you into their day-to-day routine. The more that you create content, the more that you create new episodes. So Kyrie is quite an interesting project that uh, I will be following if you want to see how it's going right now, uh, I am registered on Kyrie. <laughs> Pot Lovers Asia will be on Kyrie FM, and you can discuss about each and every episode from now on in in the Kyrie link um, below in the show notes. You can discuss and talk about Kyrie and talk about Sid and talk about me and our conversations and anything anything that we brought up uh, in our chat right there as we discuss each and every Potlovers Asia episode on Kyrie.fm. So do check it out right below. As always, stay amazing, keep crushing it on your shows, and I will see you in the next episode. Take care. The theme song is Hot Swing by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. 